This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio brings you prescribed listening from our trusted contributors at the Ontario Pharmacists Association. Here is your guest host, Jane Brown. It's almost flu season. As we've been hearing for years, getting a flu shot is the most effective way to protect yourself and your loved ones from the flu. And when you get vaccinated early in the season, you help prevent the spread of the flu virus and reduce your chances of getting sick. Billy Chung of our trusted contributors at the Ontario Pharmacists Association joins me in studio to talk about some of the ways your pharmacist can help you and your family stay healthy this flu season. Great to see you as always, Billy. Hi, Jane. So are flu shots available? They are uh, arriving and shipping into pharmacies as we speak. And, and this week. If, this week. So if yeah. I, when I go to your pharmacist, what's the first day, I, uh, your pharmacy, what's the first day? So typically in, uh, in flu season, what uh, we try to do is get uh, to those who are at highest risk first. So people who are at highest risk uh, of complications from the, su- uh, from the flu, things like that, uh, that's where we want to target. So really what we're looking for is to get uh, people over the age of 65, people with chronic diseases, uh, get them out to the pharmacies and get them going. You'll likely be seeing or hearing hearing some uh, other pharmacies will put up the posters, they'll put up the ads on the uh, windows, things like that. But you'll, you'll see it very soon, if not already, that they'll say, yeah, we got the flu shots, we're ready to go. So it's, it's momentarily, we're almost there. Right. 416-360-0740-1866-740-4740. You say you want to make sure you get them the shots to the people who need them most, but you wouldn't turn away somebody, a healthy adult, 35, 45, 55 years of age. No, typically not. And I think that traditionally what they wanted to do is just make sure there was enough supply of mm-hmm. the flu shots so that the, the people who needed it the most, we ensure that they get it first, right? So that's really kind of the rule of thumb there. Um, so the ministry actually, actually hasn't communicated just as yet the, the timing for everybody else just as yet. So, um, but yeah, I mean, if somebody really needs it, I mean, you talk to your pharmacy and, and, and see, but uh, we really do encourage, especially uh, those at risk to get out there sooner rather than later. And really, uh, ultimately, the uh, the flu season starts around now, goes mm-hmm. all the way until the first few months of next year, and uh, you know the the uh, the protection effects are just the same whether you get it this week or next week, right? It's uh, you just want to make sure you get it. Any questions about the flu shot for our pharmacist Billy Chung? Four one six three six zero zero seven forty one eight six six seven forty four seven forty. Tell us, Billy, about the strains of flu this year and the strains that you're protected against with this year's vaccine? Yeah, so uh, the vaccine actually com- uh, contains protective effects for uh, different strains, right? So there's uh, what's called trivalent and quadrivalent uh, vaccines. And and what it means is that the um, around the world, they kind of guess at, okay, what has been out there in the past few years, what they think will be out there this flu season. So it is a very educated scientific guess at, at things. Um, there are seasons where it's not as good of a guess when the flu actually arrives because it is a virus. Virus mutates and they kind of just, you know, they 
do what they need to do to, to kind of try to survive. So this is kind of a battle back and forth. Um, but there's several different types of flu shots available to everybody when they come out. Um, most adults will likely get the uh, flu shot that has three types of uh, protective uh, uh, strains that are available out there. I think H1N1 is one of those ones, mm-hmm. and there's a few other ones that are there. And there's, they're all together in the same in shot? The one flu shot, okay. yeah. And then there's also some flu shot, uh, a type of flu shot that has four strain protect, uh, protection for four different types of uh, flu viruses. Uh, those are typically given to um, th- those between 2 and 18 years old, of age okay. uh, who are younger because uh, they, they're more susceptible to one of those extra B types that are out there. Okay, um, So there's, there's something for everybody. Uh, the main thing is, and this is probably the one thing that everybody hears, is that um, whether you've had the flu before, or not, or whether you say, okay, I've had the flu, it wasn't that bad, or you don't, uh, you don't trust it. We know that there's this whole herd immunity thing where the more people who get it, the more people are protected. There are some people out there who can't get the flu shot. It's contraindicated for them. And for them, they, they rely on other people to protect themselves, to help protect them. Who are the, the people who wouldn't be able to qualify? People where the vaccines aren't applicable. And actually, it's a very good question because up until now, there's always been the question around egg allergies. And when somebody who's allergic to eggs, whether they can get the flu shot. Well, I can tell you, I'm supposedly allergic to eggs and I've been having the flu shot for many years. And okay. finally, this year, they've actually taken that contraindication away. They've actually said that if you have an egg allergy and all you've had was a hives in terms of a reaction, like a rash, then it's no issue. Go ahead and get it. If you have an egg allergy and you have more than hives, whether it's maybe something respiratory or something a little bit more severe or than anaphylactic hives. Or, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, anaphylactic is probably a little slightly different, but they said that it's still safe, but they want you in a healthcare setting where they can respond just in case, but the risk is very low. So really, there isn't very many complications in terms of um, uh, taking that flu shot. People may get a sore shoulder or things like that from where the injection happens. Um, but the key thing is get it because you're not only protecting yourself, you're protecting people around you, you're protecting protecting kids. I mean, if you're a senior and you take care of um, uh, your grandchildren in the house, things like that, well, by having the flu shot, you're also protecting them as well because it's the less chance of you carrying it with you as right. well. Yeah. Questions for Billy on the flu shot? 416-360-0740-1866-744-740. Frank's calling from Downsview. What's your question or comment, Frank? Yeah, um, I'm, uh, uh, I'm 81. I've been getting flu shots for over 20 years, Always, the, usually the first week in October. Well, this year I've been looking all over the place for flu shot. Nobody has any. Yeah, yeah. The, um, uh, I, I, I believe physicians' offices, a lot of them have it already. Um, public health offices should have it. But like I said, this week, the uh, pharmacies, like I, I, as of yesterday, I heard that uh, our, a bunch of our pharmacies in Scarborough have received the flu shot. So the, the distribution of that vaccine is coming out. So it's, uh, you know, Frank, I would probably suggest if you have a regular pharmacy that you visit, uh, the assumption is that most likely they are offering the flu shot, uh, is to give that pharmacist a call and say, hey, do you have the flu shot uh, available and ready yet? Because that's probably your quickest answer in terms of that availability. Well, I usually get it from my doctor. Okay. So call your doctor as well, but the easy one is your pharmacy because it's it's right there. Yes. 
And how, for how many years now have pharmacists been offering the flu shot? Oh, I think it's like three or four now. And do I, doctors like that, that you that it's been unloaded on you guys? You know what? It's working as a team now, right? right? So it's, uh, it's helping to get as many people. So some doctors are still offering it. Some doctors have said, you know what? I don't need to anymore because you can easily get it from your pharmacist. Um, I think we're seeing less and less of those big public health clinics in the gymnasium where you're lining up for an hour waiting for, for your turn in line because people are able to just go to their pharmacy and, uh, and get the shot. I think the last stats I looked at, the last two years, each of the last two years, pharmacists have done close to a million flu shots each season. Um, and there's, uh, I think last year, over 2,500 pharmacies in Ontario were providing that service. So from an accessibility perspective, it's, uh, it's probably the simplest and easiest way to get yourself protected for the season. We have a lot of listeners on the line here. We'll take a quick break and get right back with Billy Chung of the Ontario Pharmacists Association, 416-360-0740, 1-866-740-4740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio with guest host Jane Brown. We're here with Billy Chung from our trusted contributors at the Ontario Pharmacists Association and your calls about the flu shot. Let's go to Janet in Toronto first. Go ahead. You're on Zoomer Radio. Yeah, actually, um, I always get the flu shot every year, but my my grandson lives with me and he's been sick August, September and October. And when he gets sick, like a bad cold and whatnot, I pick it up. Mm-hmm. And I've been sick August, September, and October. Oh. I've been to the doctor. Now, I was there on Friday because I had a really bad cold. But they have no flu shots in yet, eh? And uh, I don't know how I'm going to protect myself from him because whenever I give him, I gave him a Tylenol back in August for cold and flu, and he broke out in hives all over his body. So he, can't, he doesn't take Tylenol for headaches or anything. So I don't know how he's going to get a flu shot. Okay, there's two questions for you, Billy. Yeah, so I guess the, the first thing, and, and this, this happens right through the even cough and cold and flu season, is to protect yourself. And it applies for flu and cough and cold. So there's things such as, so washing hands critical key. You probably hear it lots of times, right? The more you ensure you wash your hands, especially after touching different surfaces and things like that. So both you and your grandson, uh, you probably want to keep that high on your list. Um, the other thing is just teaching uh, good habits. So in other words, if they're sneezing, whether it's yourself or somebody else, teach them to sneeze into their elbow. Because what that what happens then is that you're not spreading as much of it because you're, you're trying to minimize that viral spread of whatever's causing Yeah, I try know. to sneeze into a paper towel. Yep, even better. If that's handy, then great, right? You're, you're, you're minimizing. Yeah. Um, uh, don't touch the face with the hands. And, and that's probably the transmission pieces, people, especially when you're touching the eyes and things like that. That's where the viruses transmit. So, again, for yourself and, you know, smaller it's children. It's also airborne, too. Yeah, it's airborne. Yeah, that's why you're trying to sneeze into to, mm-hmm. to, uh, uh, surfaces and things like that, right? So, yeah. um, so there's some of that prevention piece. So that's probably important. Um, and then the other thing is just when can you get that vaccine, right? Because if you're sick, typically what happens is that we don't want that to necessarily mask the symptoms of maybe some of the side effects of the flu shot and things and like that. But I'd probably make sure you just speak with your pharmacist and see. Uh, and, and there's there's always going to be some sort of a gap or opportunity for you to be able to get that flu shot. Can you get the sick if you? Uh, can you get the flu shot if you're feeling sick, if like Janet is and her grandson? It's, it's not ideal, right? It's yeah. just not ideal. So ideally, what you're, you're what you're trying to do is that you you should be getting the flu shot when you're at least feeling better or okay. So maybe it's that you know you might have some ups and downs in terms of the sickness. You can't be sick completely all the time. I'd probably say make sure you talk 
talk to doctors to figure out how to uh, address and deal with that. So again, talk to the pharmacist, talk to the doctor, but uh, it's, it, there will be a way and the flu shot's going to be available from now right up until January, February, March time anyways. And we see people, they get the flu shot sometimes in January, February, just because some other things that might have been happening, right? right? But it's, uh, don't give up, right? Just make sure you do try to get that And on that other pharmaceutical question about uh, developing hives from Tylenol, flu and cold, uh, is there a medication you recommend or are there certain uh, medicinal ingredients you're looking for to treat symptoms if you've got the flu? Yeah, so the the hives, uh, so was the question around Tylenol? uh, I I think that's what she said. She's gone now, yeah. Yeah, I wasn't sure what the question was around that, but, uh, you know, allergy medication, whether it's Benadryl or even like a, uh, any allergy pill will help to minimize the worsening of any hives mm-hmm. that once you actually get an allergic reaction, right? So, um, But to treat the flu symptoms, there are so many of those flu and cold and sinus oh, medications yeah, yeah, on the yeah. market. Yeah. So, you know, flu symptoms, things like that, typically people might get, so flu symptoms, high fever, usually very high fever. You'll know, right? You'll, you'll, you'll feel like you're burning up. The other one is uh, muscle aches. So these are things that are different than, say, the common cold, right? Like, so muscle aches, and these are like your muscles are really sore. Um, extreme fatigue, extreme tiredness. Tiredness, right? Those are some of the symptoms. So really, yeah, there's not a whole lot. Like the muscle aches, yeah, you take the Tylenol or acetaminophen as long as it's not contraindicated with other things that you're taking. Um, that That's something that could help relieve some of that. It'll also help with the fever. Um, but really, it's rest. You, you probably want to stay at home, try not to have too much contact with other people. Um, and lots of fluids, you want to get stay hydrated uh, and so forth. But yeah, over the counter, there's some things. Always speak to your pharmacist. It's uh, People are taking medications. People have chronic conditions. You don't want anything to interfere, but primarily for flu, you're talking about really the uh, something to help with the fever, something to help with the muscle aches. Those are probably the key things. Okay. 416-360-0740-1866-744-740. Randy, you're calling us from Buffalo. I am. Hi, go ahead. Available right now. My uh, wife and son got it a couple weeks ago. Oh, great. So a little... Uh, you, you, in the you, U.S. You've gotten, yes, in New York State, you've gotten it sooner than we had it here oh, in Ontario. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Been available for a while. Yeah. Very good. You go. I mean, supermarkets, pharmacy, doctor, whatever. Whatever is most convenient for you to get it. Right? Why are we hearing that complaint about uh, from Ontarians that it seems to be later this year? It- you know what? It's everything from logistics to managing what the supply is. It's it's um, the system works differently in the states versus Canada. So our supply is one where the government is covering everybody in terms of the cost of the flu vaccination. So it needs to get from the approved vaccinated uh, stuff that the government has approved to the, from the manufacturer. And now this year it's being distributed through the wholesalers and then out to pharmacies. Public health will distribute it to their doctors' offices, things like that. It's it's logistics, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's trying to get it out. So um, it, the effort is to try to get out as soon as possible. So I think what people will find is that last week, probably not as accessible. This week and the following weeks, you're going to start seeing it. Margaret and Kitchener, you're on Zoomer Radio. Question for Billy Chung of the Ontario Pharmacists Association. Go ahead. Margaret, are you still there? This is Margaret. Yes, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, when will I take the speakerphone off? That's a good idea. We're talking about flu shots today. Okay, my question is this. Uh-huh. I used to get the flu shot, and every time I got it, I was sicker than a dog. Uh, I was waiting for this call. Suddenly it, suddenly it occurred to me, uh-huh. does a 280-pound man get the same amount of vaccine 
as a 95-pound woman? Excellent question. Let's address that, Billy. It is. The, the dose is, is basically the same for, for adults. It's an adult-specific dose. And uh, really, at the end of the day, it's, um, uh, this is the, the treat, it's a different type of treatment. It's not like a medication, right? This is a vaccine. And, and simply what your, your, uh, how a vaccine works is that they're exposing your body to inactivated virus in this case. Okay, so when you get the shot, it's an inactivated virus. But that virus... Uh, basically gives a signal to your body's immune system to say, hmm, something foreign is in my body. I need to trigger my immune system to create antibodies to fight that off. And that's how the flu shot works, basically, right? The flu shot triggers your body to have antibodies. It develops the antibodies for that inactivated virus, which is supposed to be similar to what is going to be exposed out in the uh, in the environment over the course of this season. And then when the flu actually maybe comes to you, your body already has the antibodies, fights it off right away, you don't get sick. And that's kind of, that. that's the science behind it. So it doesn't, the body weight, everything like that, it, it's not a big deal because really all you're doing is just exposing and triggering that immune system. But there is a separate shot for 18 and under or 17 and under? It's uh, 18 years and under. Generally, there's the, the shot has uh, that extra virus, as we talked, extra protective uh, event. It's a quadrivalent uh, um, uh, vaccine. So it has one extra uh, flu uh, component in there that uh, is more seen in the younger population. So it's, it's, it's more specific in that case. And what do you say to Margaret and others who say they always get sick after they get the flu shot? Because that that is a, a common comment. Yep, yep, yep. And and you know what? Some people may get very very mild symptoms, right? You're you're not going to get the full blown influenza infection. So, and if anyone's actually had the flu, and I've had the flu a number of years ago, and luckily I haven't had it say in the last decade, and I think I was in my early thirties or something like that. I was. I wasn't. I I had. I could not move. Right. I and that that was the full blown full blown flu. Yeah. And you you know that. So it's not the cold. It's not mild. So um, when people say they get the infection from the flu, you might have slight minor symptoms. That's still not very common, but you may. And that um, is from the shot. The shot may trigger some things because your body's immune response, right? Yeah. But overall, generally, you're not going to have much of a response. But the coincidental thing is that guess what? It's cough and cold season, right? So there's other viruses out there, and they're, they're they're happening and you're around other people. And, and so um, for everybody who says that they got sick from the flu, I can find you five more people that never got sick, right? So it's really coincidental. Uh, we do know that the flu shot does not cause the flu in people. And the uh, flu shot does not cover every type of influenza that's out there exactly, either. Exactly, yes. yes. So, But it gives you your best chance of being protected from it. So that's probably the key. Let's go back to the phones here. 416-360-0740-1866-740-4740. Al in Brantford, thanks for waiting. Go ahead. Yeah, our local mayor was down for three weeks with uh, something of the flu here. But anyway, moving on, we I, I'm wondering because in, in years past, the early the early shot wasn't as good as the later shot. And also, does using chicken eggs have any effect? Because they're loaded with, the chickens today are loaded with antibiotics to keep them from getting sick. What yeah. effect does that have? Yeah, so uh, the, the first thing, the early shot, um, I don't know if that's, it, typically once the shot is rele- released, it, it's, based, it's set early on in this, I think it's set early this year actually in terms of what, it's, what components are going in the flu shot, and it doesn't change, right? So basically once the shot's out, that's the shot. There's no changes to it. So it doesn't change from the beginning of the season to later in the season. So, uh, you know, like 2014, I believe it was 2014, that season, 14, 15, 
season, the, the flu vaccine wasn't as effective. And uh, they, you kind of saw it as the season went on, you saw the increased hospitalizations, increased people getting it, right? Last year was pretty good. It wasn't too bad. So we didn't see as much as what we saw in 2014. So that's the one component. Um, Chicken eggs and the hormones they use in it, I'm not sure the relevancy around it. The components um, that are used in the flu vaccines now are uh, so minute, and that's why the egg allergy and things like that is not as big of a factor. But it's probably something I would probably need to look up or maybe chat with your pharmacist about. But I don't know if there's a lot of data around the hormones used in chickens, because that's a whole other discussion at some point in time, I'm sure. Um, hormones used in chickens and if there's an effect on that with respect to how they make the vaccines. You mentioned hospitalization from influenza. Flu kills and it, it kills does. in large numbers. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's probably one of those big... Uh, uh, it blows my mind when people get concerned about um, things like Zika virus or SARS and things in the past and you look at the number of deaths and I have um, uh, I pulled the number in terms of the number of people who uh, died from SARS back in 2008 in Canada, it was 38, okay, so 38, and there were uh, 251 reported cases of SARS, right, in Canada. When you look at just 2015-2016 season, there was, and this is, again, just reported, so it's probably more than this, over 5,300 hospitalizations across Canada because of the flu, and of that, 270 deaths. So you look at that number and you say, you know what, so many of those hospitalizations and deaths probably could have been prevented if more people get the flu shot. Yes, and I want to talk about prevention as well. How do, other than the flu shot, how else can you keep yourself... boosted against the flu, various types of the flu? Well, other than obviously eating healthy, making sure you got lots of fluids, and just being healthy overall. The healthier you are, the better you are at fighting, obviously. Um, sleep, that helps build your immune system. That's good. Um, but uh, all the things we talked about, washing the hands, keeping your mouth and face covered, especially if you're sneezing and coughing and things like that, uh, not touching the face. Um, if you do get the flu, don't Try not to go out too much, uh, and the that's the because when you go out, you're going to have the risk of infecting other people, and that's mm-hmm. how all this stuff spreads, right? So those are probably some of the key things. Lorraine in Toronto, go ahead. Your question for Billy Chung. Lorraine, you're up oh, next. Hi, hi. Sorry, um, I just wanted to make people aware. Um, if you have myasthenia gravis, you cannot have the flu shot. All right, Billy. What is that condition? Ah. Yeah, so so basically what happens is that when you go to the pharmacy for a flu shot, they will uh, have a form that you fill out. And on that form has a number of different conditions and components that uh, chronic diseases, things like that, such as the myasthenia gravis that uh, has been listed, that basically says, you know what, you're you're not a candidate for flu because it's just contraindicated. It's, just, it's, a, it's a contraindication to the disease, right? So your pharmacist will screen you for that and they will, they will uh, basically go through the list and then have a discussion discussion with you in terms of what your options are and so forth, right? Um, if you do get the flu, there are there are antiviral medications now that are available. Um, for those that are high risk, they, that, that's usually recommended because really it can reduce the severity down to a few days if that's necessary. Um, but that screening is very important. There's not very many contraindications. Most people can take the, uh, the flu shot, but that's probably why it's important that people who can take it are because people like uh, what you just described there, they can't and they rely on other people to protect them. Right. Teresa and Mississauga, if you can ask your question very quickly, we can get an answer in for you. Teresa, go ahead. Okay. I I just, uh, many years ago now, quite a few years ago, I had a real bad reaction to a flu shot. So when I wasn't going to have the flu shot anymore, my doctor suggested, how about if we have half at a time? 
uh, have one time, maybe in a mother, a month or so, have another. And so uh, this is what I've been doing since that time, uh-huh. and it's been working for me. Oh, interesting. So okay. is that something a doctor or pharmacist would recommend? Yeah, I guess so. It's not very common. Um, I do know that, uh, for example, with uh, children, they um, uh, they might take another dose, might be recommended if it's the first time they've ever had the flu shot, just to get that booster immune uh, uh, piece. So um, half the dose, you're exposed to the virus a little bit uh, at the beginning and then a little bit more afterwards. So if it's working for you, then then great, just continue on because that's what you want. You want to be protected. It's better than nothing. Billy, we could talk all day about the flu shot. Obviously, Thanks yes. for coming in. Always Billy good. Chung of the Ontario Pharmacists Association. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.